Hello, GM, GM. Welcome to another episode of the Dead NFT Artist Society podcast. Our next guest is a talented artist and musician, Robert Brogan. His story is truly inspirational, and I know you'll enjoy hearing about it, but first, a word from our sponsors. Dead NFT Artist Society is proudly brought to you by NFT Champ company out of Southern California that creates custom displays for your rarest NFTs at an affordable price. They print your NFT and frame it in a 4x4-inch acrylic display. Simply provide your OpenSea link and they'll pull your image, rank, address, and generate a scannable QR code to OpenSea on the back of the display. These are perfect for NFT collectors or projects looking to hold a physical version of their rarest NFT. Shipping is free in the US and they send within 48 hours of purchase. Grab yours today at nftchamp.metadavideth.com and you'll get a discount again. That's nftchamp.metadavideth.com. Ledger is the smartest way to secure your crypto holdings. Its hardware wallets are trusted by over 4 million customers and can secure, manage, and store over 1,800 crypto assets. Using the Ledger Live app, you will have a one-stop shop for your crypto needs. Buy, sell, exchange, and grow your assets with Ledger's partners easily and securely. Head over to ledger.metadavideth.com and take self-custody today. Gemini is a simple, elegant, and secure platform to build your crypto portfolio. It allows you to buy your Bitcoin, Ethereum, and crypto instantly. Gemini currently supports over 60 different types of cryptocurrencies and with interest rates at 8.05% APY, it'll give you a leg up on beating inflation. Head over to gemini.metadavideth.com and sign up for Gemini today. Robert, welcome to the podcast. Hey, how's it going, David? Glad to be here. Glad to have you. I know it's early in the morning there. You're based out of Arizona, right? Yep. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona area. Uh, it's about 8.30 here. Uh, beautiful morning. Nice. Um, you have the distinction of being the first American on the podcast, so uh, another compatriot. Um, ah, I'm honored. I'm honored. <laughs> We're honored to have you. <laughs> um, so I know we've talked uh, quite a bit through like Discord and Twitter, and we followed each other, and we've exchanged war stories and our backgrounds. Um, so I know a little bit about your background. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners about yourself? All right. So um, I'm honored to be here, David. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I will start off by saying I'm, uh, I'm an NFT musician and artist, um, and I have now been in this space since February of 2022 this year. Uh, I... <clears throat> I'm I'm been an artist my whole life and a musician, uh, but of course uh, I actually got into the NFT community kind of interestingly because so I started in crypto last November, uh, perfect time to get in, right? So no, I, I, I'm being sarcastic. For those of you who know, of course, it was not a great time to get in. So thankfully, it wasn't a too hurtful of a lesson, but of course uh, it. Uh, it, it, overall, I, I'm still totally long-term advocate for all of the, you know, crypto and, and Web3 things going on. But uh, I ended up dropping an album uh, on 150 different platforms in Spotify, iTunes, 
uh, Instagram, TikTok, uh, you know, Pand- Pandora on, uh, it was actually February 9th of this year. And I used a distributor called <clears throat> uh, CD Baby. It was a really great distributor. And uh, so they, they actually streamlined that process. And so they, they give you suggestions to afterwards, you know, for the, the marketing part of your music. And uh, I was building my website and, and doing the Google AdWords and things like that and getting all the, you know, all the schematics and, and funny things like that set up. So uh, in one of the things they said, I wasn't I hadn't been very active in social media for the last three or four years of my life just because I had, uh, you know, kind of just gone away from that and been more interacting in the real world, uh, you know, numerous things. But long story short, uh, I ended up getting a Twitter. And when I got Twitter, you know, I the rest was history. As you know, uh, it's NFT land. And right when I signed on. So f- it's funny, because at first, you know, there it, it was fe- it was February. So music, like, you know, you Google mp3 nft on instagram in february and there's no hits you know there's a million hits for the jpegs and and gif you know uh or gif however you pronounce it right (laughs) you know i still don't know yeah (laughs) yeah we still don't know mp4 uh you know uh, nfts were very popular of course but music nfts had not really you know there's a few platforms and and things like that but and a few successful artists in it, but very, very little known. So uh, I didn't even think about putting my music on there at the time. I put an iPad on a credit card and started drawing uh, my digital art because I have three years and I took three years life drawing in uh, Mesa Community College and I drew naked people there. So that was really interesting. Uh, Drawing with charcoals and pastels. So I've taken that and my uh, pen and ink and love for acrylic and spray paint uh, on canvas, and I've translated that into the digital world and, you know, started minting NFTs on, first I started on OpenSea in February, and I was, you know, not getting any hits because I was doing things totally wrong and minting, you know, like crazy, and, and uh, it, was, it was just a mess. And then so I switched to Rarible. And uh, I, I burned everything I had on OpenSea. I switched to Rarible. And then I actually got verified on Rarible very quickly oh, within. Wow. Yeah. So I have over 550 followers on v- Rarible, uh, even though. So as I've told you, uh, I have the unique experience where I, uh, I haven't sold any of my art yet, uh, but I'm still very encouraged, of course, because uh, I, I know that there i think that what it is is there's so many artists and there are quite a few collectors and many of us artists become collectors but i think that the uh, percentage of the amount of artistic collectors is so vast you know that's mm-hmm. that's at least what i'm telling myself <laughs> that is why i haven't sold that art yet you know so well yeah there's disparity for sure as you said and then also um it's kind of like the real world where you're trying to get your first job or your first credit card, um, which is that as a collector, they look for the, the sales history because they want to make sure that their investment goes up. And then, but if you're just starting, you don't have that. So like, it's really just like the first few that you need to get kind of kickstarted. And from there um, it goes up and, you know, the same could be said, like as you know, for credit cards or 
finding that first job, but um, no doubt, um, you know, you're out there. I've heard you on Twitter spaces. You're here. You're going to, um, you're going to nail it um, and crush it there. So, um, so can you tell it like, what is a music NFT? Can you describe that for us? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, music NFT, uh, as you know, uh, it's basically an NFT is metadata that represents something that we own ownership of something, right? Mm -hmm. The person and, you know, that's uh, tied to, you know, the the US dollar inadvertently. So, uh, but long story short, what what I've done with my project is, uh, you know, the blockchain gives us such vast abilities. Uh, to really define, I think, what we can do. And I think that's why it's so exciting for so many intelligent minds, uh, because it's like, that's why to me, the people who are like, you know, they see a few dips and they're like, oh, it's over. It's like, (laughs) you are not an engineer, you know, like it is going to build and continue building by the people who, you know, are the creatives that are in the developer side of things and the programming side of things. They're, they're having fun right now, you know, building those things, just like we're having fun, you know, I'm having fun making my music and art, you know, Mm -hmm. so, so that's really exciting. Um, But basically the, you know, there's a lot of people doing, you can either combine your image with your music, uh, with the album, I've done just the Uh, audio file so the reason why I did that originally I thought you know okay I have my my 10 original songs I'm gonna mint these as one of ones once I get famous once I release my album I'm gonna sell each one for a a million bucks a pop you know and that's it I'm just you know of course realistically that is not what I ended up doing I ended up making uh with the mp3 project I actually did 10 editions uh of each song uh, the reason being is I wanted it a way to get to onboard people to my music, you know, to, and it's been fantastic because I have so far, I have, uh, eight collectors, eight different people, and I've made 10, uh, MP3 NFT sales. So a few people have bought multiple songs and, you know, I'm, I'm in the process of, always i'm always making adjustments to that project because it's like my long-term slow burn project um but i mean that because you know i i pitched that project is like think of if you could invest in you know john mayer before he got famous type deal or someone like that a famous musician you know in a, in an ideal situation that's the plan right um so you know, that's say someone gets the song two hands and then they can share that song or they can just sit back and wait for the, you know, the popularity of that song to progress. But say that that song is then used by someone on TikTok or Instagram or whatever the case, and then it becomes viral, you know, hypothetically, you know, there's a chance for the demand to really grow for that song that way also. So kind of exciting. So uh, if I own the music NFT, if I follow correctly, um, you own the song as a collector, but not necessarily like the copyright, right? Um, So yeah, so the way that works, that's really interesting because uh, so when I uh, register with CD Baby, okay, they, uh, the fee that I pay, they pay for the copyrights. And then I also went to the uh, ASCAP, whatever it stands for. 
and all my songs are legally copyrighted. So <clears throat> I get royalties. So that hasn't kicked in yet. They say it takes a while to kick in, but apparently like yeah. anywhere, if the song is played, you know, they, you know, I'm sure it takes a thousand plays to get a dollar or something like that. I'm not sure the the payment on that, but the way that works uh, is they don't uh, they can use this song for anything they want but like i will always own the copyrights and like right. the royalties to that song yeah so uh for the collector it sounds like the value proposition is the fact that um there's only like 10 editions of each of these songs there might be even an assumption that like the earlier editions have more value because it's like i was the first to buy this or you know the second you know versus 10 which you know still you own it but not it maybe as cool as like the first one and if um the song starts trending it goes viral you have the song like kind of like an art you know a piece of art like you have the song so it's going to appreciate and value especially if you have like the first one there's like intrinsic value in that, you know? Um, so did I, do I follow that logic correctly? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, so I think what the blockchain we're going to see, this is like my, you know, weird prediction that I think that we're going to see the developers really improve in ways to, for us as, um, as users to show off our, not only the, the metadata, the thing we own, but the past ownership with something like that, like it came directly from the musician. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, you know, something like that. And because I'm, I also have a, an electrical engineering degree, right? And so graphical user interface is that's, you know, it, it's all about simplifying things, right? So I think it's going to be simplified to where like basically music NFTs, I think will eventually, they're gaining in popularity a lot right now. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see what the future holds. I think because they're gaining in popularity, that could even, uh, I think it's going to help all of us musicians dramatically right now um, because, you know, it's basically marketing our projects for us. Um, but at the same time, uh, the main thing with my project is at the end, I have this, you know, vision, right? So there'll be a hundred, anywhere from 10, if, you know, if one person buys all 10 songs or if 10 people bought all 10 songs, there would only be 10 collectors total, mm -hmm. but that's, you know, probably not going to happen. So I could be anywhere from 10 to 100 total collectors that will be these original, you know, Robert Brogan investors kind of deal, the right? OGs, so yeah. the OGs. So, I mean, obviously like, you know, it, when things, you know, get good for me as a musician and take off, uh, then I will, you know, be able to offer these original holders really greater benefits, you know, like, obviously, like if I were to play concerts, they would get, you know, tickets or backstage passes you can meet me whatever they you know whatever the cool perks i can offer and then on the other side of things like it, it's it's uh it's just so exciting because as a musician i just love to hear people hear my songs you know that you got to remember that's the biggest part is as an artist and a musician like i think that's what's so cool that you know a lot of people that we it's so easy for the outside to say well what's what what is it is it you know and it's like well for you know i've had people in chile and turkey and all over the world tell me that you know i just woke up and was having a bad day and i listened to your music and now my day is better that to me is mm -hmm. like 
that's that's a golden sale right there you know that's and even without making a sale you know what i mean so it's really cool so yeah that's touching I, yeah definitely yeah could see that um so you said uh, a gold nugget there um your background is in electrical engineering um if i heard correctly not too many electrical engineers um you know as creators um so tell us a little bit about that you know on a personal level if you're open to it uh like how you got there yeah absolutely thanks for thanks for asking um i so <laughs> my my background in work is actually in um it's in communication telemarketing and sales so i've spent a lot of time in jobs that i kind of had to get because of situations I was in. And I got really, I, I got really good at that. I ended up managing uh, call centers in America. At one point I was managing a call center here in India, the Philippines and Pakistan, all oh, wow. that. Uh, yeah, so, and uh, it was really great. Um, but I ended up saying, you know, this is, this is like the top of this, this industry, you know, this is not, I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do in my life. So I actually one day quit. And on that very day, I went back to school, like before I even went home and was like, Hey, what do I need to do to get back into college here? And they, cause I had gone when I was, you know, right out of high school and dropped out. And so I had to write a letter to the Dean and I got accepted back in I got my degree, uh, associates, so I have a two-year degree, and so it's, but the thing is, is the program that we work with there at the school is, like, it's, like, accelerated, and it's really good program, and they, so I had basically a job set up with Boeing, I'm sure you've heard of Boeing, oh, yeah. Right? yeah, and they, they had multiple companies, these great companies, and then, so, <clears throat> me, like the intelligent, uh, wonderful person I am, right when I graduated, I, uh, I, my uh, my addiction that had been sneaking up on me really uh, got unmanageable at that point. And so I didn't get a job at Boeing. I ended up uh, getting very, very badly addicted to dangerous drugs. Uh, I ended up homeless on the street. I lost everything. Um, I was like about 30 pounds, I think, when I finally went into jail, which I'm 6'2", like 230 now. So <laughs> that tells you how how bad I was off. So it was a real bad time in my life. But uh, thankfully, now I'm over three years clean. And, uh, you know, so that like put my life on hold. Uh, there were a lot of experiences, you know, that I went through, obviously, during that, like, that time that was like, it was like, a, like a two year time, you know, that I ended up uh, living this crazy life um uh due to due to addiction and for anyone listening i will say that uh you know if you're dealing with addiction definitely to uh look into getting help you can get help you can get clean uh, it can be done even though it definitely seems totally impossible um i mean i I spoke to a girl who said she saw me before I went in and I had told her that I was ready to live that life for the rest of my life. And, you know, it, it's just crazy. You're, you're just totally delusional, you know? So 
but you don't realize it, of course, you know, so long story short, every day now is just such a blessing for me. And uh, so I, I thankfully, you know, I, I'm so thankful, but now I have my, I still have my, my knowledge of my electronic engineering. And um, that is like every day. So I've been slowly rebuilding myself, like literally like a baby uh, from when I was born to now I've become a person who I love, you know, I love myself this time. So, uh, you know, I wake up and I do positive things. I surround myself with positive people and, you know, I set positive goals and, and dreams that I can realistically work towards and accomplish. So it's been quite a journey, man. So it, it's, thank you for asking. I I've done some really neat things and I've built like a, my, that's a really long answer to a really short question, but uh, I've built microprocessors. I built an electric guitar from scratch. Uh, so that's really cool. I, uh, yeah. I put, yeah, I put LEDs in there and, uh, it's, it's beautiful. It's my baby. And, uh, I, I modeled it after the Gibson SG, uh, body style i hand carved uh, an arch top and uh yeah so she's beautiful and then i put plexiglass on the back so you can actually see into the body cavity and i actually put a fuse in the guitar which uh is not necessary it's just kind of like overkill <laughs> yeah so <laughs> extra fun so so yeah it's just been fun i love life now and for anyone listening you know you can do it you can get help and i'm just so thankful for every day now to be to be alive you know yeah. Um, and you're living proof of that, uh, as far as, uh, getting help. I mean, that's a really remarkable story and, uh, hats off to you and congratulations on three years, uh, sober, um, you know, and overcoming those obstacles and challenges and, uh, getting on the path that you are right now. Um, so do you find that, that like, I mean, you know, that's, uh, you know, three years of your life and you're young. Um, how has that uh, impacted your art and your music? And does that um, kind of like transcend into that, you know, art and music or how does that look like? Oh yeah, 100%. So a major thing that uh, I'm sure a lot of listeners will relate to, like I, I told myself something for many years that the substances that I used were uh, really making my art better and my music better they were uh you know i i would always basically you know think of it like that like you know well i'm an artist so it's like you know i gotta stay high and get the more high i get like the more you know crazy stuff i can produce so while some of the songs that are on the album were written uh you know under heavy uh influence uh and uh, you know i i can't even tell you the uh the stories uh you know i may may eventually write write a book or something you know but it, it's just it, there's no way to to put it into words you know briefly but that's why i love to create art and music is it's really what keeps me alive it's an outlet you know i have to draw every single day and music is something that i do every day also but it's like it's almost like breathing you know it's 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 like a a release you know so it's really great so uh it's definitely clear to me in my art and music um i think that if you listen to the lyrics you'll hear a lot of references uh that are subtle and obvious sometimes to that to things like that uh but but yeah definitely it has influenced me but what i also found i will tell you uh is that 
I discovered once I'm now sober that you don't need the substances to create beautiful and incredible artwork and music. And sometimes it's actually clouding your judgment more than you even realize. You know, I will say that there are certain substances out there that do open the mind and expand, uh, you know, our consciousness probably to reach levels that we wouldn't ever, I, I certainly know that we would never achieve without, you know, ingesting those substances. And I totally am an advocate for cannabis, you know, uh, for everyone out there, like it's, you know, definitely save lives. Um, you know, the drugs I'm talking about are like really bad drugs, like opiates and amphetamines. Those are the ones people should not do, I feel, you know, so long story short, period, you know, so yeah. Okay. Um, side note, you talked about a book. I recommend I have a vote. And if I have a vote in this, write a book, because I think uh, by doing a half hour podcast, I'm doing the injustice, because I think you probably have a lot that you could write about, um, and people would be very interested in. Um, so would you consider yourself more of a musician or like an artist? Yeah, that's, that's a tough question, man, because it's, I don't, I really couldn't answer that. Uh, uh, like I, I would probably say, I guess it's uh, kind a, of like asking you like, what's your, fa your favorite child? Or <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing is, is that ideally I see myself really when I have the funds, you know, to be able to live a comfortable, you know, life to do the things I want to do and create, you know, to comfortably create, I want to combine all three. I want to combine the electricity and the music and the art. And I want to make, you know, I've also done ceramics classes where I made pottery and that's where I, I made three dimensional uh, art. And that's when like, I'm, you know, recently I watched the Andy Warhol documentary on Netflix. Did you get a chance to see that one? No, I haven't. I remember you recommending it and I'm a big Andy Warhol fan. I will definitely watch it. Yeah, it, it really, uh, from that moment, it kind of pivoted me because I, I had no idea how uh, cool Andy Warhol was, I guess I should say, because I really relate to him in that, in that uh, not saying, you know, I'm not, I mean, you know, I have a lot of work to do, of course, but the point is, is that uh, he had no like boundaries and limits, you know, like, and I think that what I found when I released the album and they're like, go get a Twitter and an Instagram and blah, 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 right? They're all asking me, what are you? And they said, are you, just like you said, are you a musician or not? And I'm just like, I'm so many things, you know, I'm an, I'm an engineer, musician, and an artist, a creator, I'm, a, I'm a, a poet, you know, if you think about it, we're, we're so many things. So I think that it really uh, puts us in such a box, these social media things saying, what are you like that? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, not, not your, that's a great question. Uh, you know, and if I had to answer, uh, you know, gun to my head, I'd say uh, artist, because I think it's more in overall encompassing. Probably. Okay. So you do a little bit of everything. And I didn't know about the poetry part. I mean, have you thought about maybe like having some of your poetry on uh, on chain? Um, well, the reason the only reason I say that is be well, I, because I write songs like uh, oh, song I got the lyrical yeah, last song yeah. songwriting is is certainly po poetry. You know, you have to to access that side of you. And you write your own songs. I, I saw on your website, you produce them, arrange them musician like you do everything right 
Right. So I uh, originally started playing violin when I was uh, very young. I'll tell you really briefly the story of that. Uh, there was a girl who my first love and she wanted to play the viola and when they came to our school and they said who wants to play you know instruments so she joined the strings and so i said mom dad i want to i want to play the strings too i want to get a violin so they got me all signed up i got a violin and like two days in the girl quit she she quit she she never came back um, my parents never let me quit anything so i played violin for four years <laughs> and then i ended up uh Finally, my dad took me to a to a store one day and he said, hey, you see that right there? You want that one? And I was like, yeah. And so that was the first guitar that I, I got. Oh. And, uh, yeah. So that was a lot cooler uh, when I switched to guitar. And I really picked that up ever since. And now I, I also play harmonica, uh, piano. I, I play piano frequently. I really admire the piano. Anyone who can play the piano is just so intelligent because it, it requires so much, you know, patting your head and, and rubbing your belly uh, type movements. So, yeah. All right. Um, so I was looking at your artwork. Uh, is the Nightmare collection like the primary one or do you have other pieces as well? Yeah, so currently uh, the primary collection I'm working on is called The Nightmare Hour and it, it's on OpenSea and it, basically I'm working on the fifth nightmare. I've, I've released four nightmares and these nightmares, when you go to sleep, you know, they try to escape the blockchain and, you know, uh, through our nightmares, that's the, the story behind it. And each one has, you know, their own little individual, uh, you know, thing like to, to terrify you. And I'm trying to make them, you know, a little bit more terrifying each time. Uh, each drawing has at least 20 to 25 hours put into it uh, because uh, I, I've been working on, I generally have been doing one a week. Uh, about you know just kind of doing that in the background and then I also have uh, two, two three other very small collections on there uh, one is called gesture guys and gals which uh, gestures uh, if you're an artist you're familiar with the term uh, but in life drawing we do gestures uh, they're very brief drawings uh generally like uh when you see a you know a human will do a pose and then a gesture drawing is like anywhere from like a i'm sure there's a, a definition somewhere uh, and i may be a bit off but you know it's a like you know a five to 20 minute sketch of it you know and so i decided to make a, a little collection of 11 uh, of those guys and then the other one is called ultraviolet scars and that's a four one of ones that are uh just four little drawings that i did in there also so yeah but the nightmare hour is the main one yep so most of your pieces are one to one right yeah all of the artwork is one of one all of the artwork uh, yeah, the music is the only thing I decided to not do the one of one because, like I said, I, I figured it would be a much better onboarding uh, tool to share my music uh, with multiple people, you know. All right. Um, and for uh, your artwork, um, which looks great, I'm looking at it right now. I like the use of colors and um, the way you have the faces depicted. Um, it looks beautiful. Do you ever see yourself doing like uh, a PFP drop of like generative pieces of like 1,000, 3,000, 5,000, 10,000? 
That's really interesting that you asked that. Um, originally, I thought, you know, hey, I'm going to do something really unique and draw, hand draw, you know, a thousand, you know, PFP drawings. And, you know, because I'm, I think, I'm sure someone's done that by now, but no one had done that at the time. Um, but, you know, and then I think, oh, should I use my coding? Because I've used Linux for a long time. I can write code. I can read and write code. I can read and write, you know, all that stuff. So I, I, I haven't really looked into the developer side of things yet. Um, I'd be really interested in doing something uh, generative, uh, but I really like the quality side of things. I think it's interesting that there's so many different types of people in the NFT communities. Uh, you know, there's some people after the flipping of nfts right and the generative and things like that but as a one-of-one one artist you know as you know there's this whole different community that comes with it right the whole you know we've all kind of discovered this place where we've all been alone our whole lives i feel like you know i've i don't know anyone really like me or any very few artists if any in my real life path you know i think that's and, the case for most of us yeah Right. It's a small, right. yeah, it's a very small population. Yeah. And yet we've all found each other here and, and here we all are. So it's so cool to be here. So yeah, I, I think that my, I, my answer is I'm totally open to anything. Um, I would want it to be, you know, a really quality project. I mean, I would be willing to do the, you know, the artwork or, or something like that, but I mean, it, it's very, for now, I, I really like the quality of the one of ones, you know, I really mm -hmm. like doing my one of ones. And I like the building of the rapport because even though that I was going to tell you with the songs, even though I have the 10 editions, it's not that many. And so it's allowed me to get to know, I mean, I, I only have, you know, eight collectors so far. And so I've gotten to know each of them really well. And so it's been, that's been a, a huge blessing because they're all amazing people and all amazing artists themselves, actually, uh, with the exception of, I think two of them are, you know, just collectors, but the others are all artists too, who have sold their art and have their own journey. So it's really cool. So uh, that actually leads me into the next question, um, which I think inevitably happens to all the artists at some point. Has that bug bit you making that, you know, addition? You're an artist. Are you a collector now? Yeah, yeah, that bug definitely bit me. Uh, the first thing I sold, I actually, I've actually invested almost all of the money I've made back into buying art. I've bought, I think, 16 NFTs now. Um, and I, I mean, I, I just love, you know, everything about the, the movement. So if I can support, you know, if I can support, uh, you know, someone starting out, that's what I did, right? My first sale that I did, I did a, a little post that said, you know, anyone on Poly who has a 0 0.02 or less, you know, post here. And, I remember that, yeah. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah. So, and I, I did a few buys from that. And honestly, what's so cool is from that, I've actually now, those, you know, there's a few on there that have really, really been doing well and they didn't give up. And, and you know, it's not, not, because I supported them, but it's so cool to be able to support someone that doesn't give up like that. And, you know, they're gonna, they're about it like, like we are, you know? So that's so cool. 
Yeah, that's awesome that you're paying it forward. So um, we're coming up on time here. So I'm going to ask one last question. Um, for existing artists and musicians who are entering in this space, like, is there any words of wisdom you would give them? Absolutely. Um, I would definitely say to go into it with the remembering to love the creative process. I think that's what's most important. Uh, and then, of course, you, you're going to want to join a community. Uh, but that doesn't mean just join a community. I think that's what's happening now is everyone's like, join a community, join a community, join a community. And they're like, all right, I joined a community. I'm good, right? You know, <laughs> but I think it's a little bit more like that, you know, it's it's has to be all encompassing that you have to actually be genuinely interested in that community that art those people and supporting those people and you know they're when that happens it's a really wonderful symbiotic thing that you get to feel that support and love from those other people and give that back and you know i'm very thankful that i've i've got to experience that with a, a few different communities already so Awesome. Good parting words. So listen, I know it's really early there uh, in the Pacific time zone. Really appreciate it. I know you could probably be sleeping in instead, but really appreciate you carving out 30 minutes to spend some time with myself and my listeners. You have a really remarkable story. I wish I could talk to you a lot longer and we will talk um, after this podcast offline, but wish you all the best. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, David.